The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Welcome to this week's City Quick Connect podcast, legislative edition, and boy, do I have something special for you today. And I hate it because my partner in crime, my co-host, Scott Slatton, has been sick this week, and he decided, probably for the best of all of us, not to come in today. He was coughing a good bit. He does have a great radio voice with this cold, Um, but I have... The three, the the two of the three amigos, my other partners in crime, my ladies, my people, my family, Erica Wright and Joni Nickel. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, ladies. All right, everybody, I want you to buckle up because this is going to be a treat. Um, y'all, let's first talk about just this week. And what has has gone on this week, Erica? Break it down. I've got, I raised my hand like I'm not on a podcast. Right. <laughs> like people are going to see me. There's so much to say. I just think it's so good that this is a ladies' podcast. Yes, because this was a great week for women. Number one, I saw Queen Don Staley. That's right. Go, Lady Gamecocks at the State House. Congratulations, Lady Gamecocks! And just a, not even an hour ago, we just saw the confirmation of the first African-American Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Jackson-Brown. I cry. That's, you did. Brown we, listen, Jackson. Listen. Brown Jackson. Katanji for, Brown For women Jackson. everywhere, this is huge. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is this huge. Was good. This was good. And it was, really, it was really cool um, getting to see, for y'all, I wasn't at the State House, but getting to see Coach Staley with her girls, mm-hmm. her champions. Those girls are so tall. So listen, guys, I'm 5'2". Yeah. <laughs> I wear four-inch heels, I mean, which makes me average with the heels on. And I stood beside one of them a couple years ago. They're like seven feet tall. I mean, they are. Really like six, four, but still seven feet tall. And I'm like, you're amazing. You can like see things I don't uh even know exist up there. (laughs) It was really cool um, for them to be honored in such a way it was i wonder how comfortable they were though so right they, they sat, not comfortable at all i don't Eric, think I'm gonna go so with no. i i i was the senate honored them with a few resolutions there yeah. um many senators spoke many yes. spoke yes and then it was almost like they were in a fishbowl as they were walking out everyone in the lobby had their phone like paparazzi position. just yeah. look at i may or may not have been in that uh oh, lineup yeah, I, I, I did i you have totally a nice were. photo of uh, don staley but it, i wonder i agree i don't know how comfortable they were there but you know we just wanted to love on them congratulate absolutely. them on their win absolutely um and governor mcmaster Put the uh, Carolina flag on top of the he state did. house go, the day cops. after on Monday. You know, I'm a Clemson fan, y'all, but I feel like that it we're all South Carolinians, and when yeah. one of our teams wins, we all win. Absolutely, I agree. I'm a Winthrop Eagle, but as yes. Brian Gaines told me, you're an Eagle. We're a bird. You're a bird. Right. So you're just you're just coming in here <laughs> with just us. All a bird. All right. Yeah. So, ladies, I am a USC girl. So there we go. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I will tell you, they even changed the colors on the escalator. I did see that. No way. Yeah. I mean, they've done it from the garage to the um, lobby of the state house. Yes, ma'am. I mean, it wasn't the correct garnet. It was not. It was more red. It was more red. For the Bulldogs, but I don't think that they could program it to be Garnet. Right. But we'll, well take it. We'll they take should. it. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll I went it. to College of Charleston, um, but 
I still pull for the Gamecocks. I pull for the Tigers. I mean, yeah, it's just all one. Agreed. Hey, I'm, I'm going to quote Mayor Cornelius Huff from Inman and say, we're all one team. We're all one South Carolina. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love to quote Corn Chip. Um, and I think that's a good one for now, for, for today. Um, anyway, let's talk about this week, y'all. Um, give me a sense when y'all were over at the state house, give me a sense of what it felt like. This is crossover week. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody that listened last week knows that crossover is when, um, is the date set by the, the legislators themselves. It's a self-imposed rule that, is a deadline for bills to pass their each originating chamber. Yeah. Um, give me the mood at the state house this week while y'all were over there covering meetings and in the lobby and everything. What is it, Joni, what was it like? So I will say this Tuesday, it was a very political day because the Democrats were moving everything to the contested calendar. Mm -hmm. And then the Republicans started doing it themselves so that they could take their names off themselves and move it back to the uncontested calendar. So there was a lot of strategies at play on Tuesday on both yeah. sides. And, um, you know, they had, they both had agendas and they, they, right. they had things that they wanted to pass and they had things that they wanted to not let pass through. Right. Um, so we saw that a lot on Tuesday. I will say Wednesday, you could see that calming down a little more. Good. And then today, you know, short day for the House. Yeah, it was very short. They got through third reading bills and yeah. just took so a hike. The um, Speaker Pro Tem was acting Speaker yesterday and clarified for the House that um, without unanimous consent, if it did not get second reading yesterday, you could not do second reading today and give third tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, so... It, after he said that, I think people were like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, right. They kind of paid attention. Yeah, I'm going to move my bill back to the uncontested calendar now. And they spent now. the majority of Wednesday. Y'all, my days are starting yeah, to I just mix. They're starting to run together. That's what happens toward the end of session. Everything just uh, runs together. Mm -hmm. Was it Wednesday they stayed into the night um, debating the Save Women's Sports Act, or was it Tuesday? That was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. That, that was Tuesday. That's what I was going to say. It didn't seem, from my vantage point, as hurried because of the special order bills. Yeah, mm -hmm. we had save women's sports in the house. We yes. had the vax mandate. That's right. Over in, in the, the Senate. Senate, and so it didn't seem to me as hurried as I remember it being last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, all right, so let's talk about some bills that did get third reading, so that did make crossover and that will be considered by the opposing chamber. Um, Erica, let's talk a little bit about, well, Joni, let's do 984 first. Okay. Um, Y'all, we've talked about Senate Bill 984 before. This is the road bill that they introduced um, in response to the Burns versus Greenville County Council case on road and or user road and user fees. The Senate gave it third reading today, Thursday, so it made crossover. And they um, adopted a couple of amendments, one amendment in particular that we want to talk about, Joni. Yeah, so that was by Senator Rice. It basically said if a county did away with their fee and then they raised their property taxes, they could not reinstate the fee unless they reduced the property taxes. So there's no okay. double dipping there. Okay. Um, and that that's fine. You know, right, it, exactly. And the counties, um, they were okay with that. So Good. that one went through no problem. Um, I think you explained the bill as perfectly as you could, you know, it all stems from the Burns right. versus the Greenville uh, City Council case. County Council. Yeah, uh, County Council last year. Um, there were two other cases from 1992 and 1997, mm -hmm. um, which this legislation originally was codified from. So this 984 goes back and reaffirms what those two cases said Perfect. so that we wouldn't have another Burns ruling. Mm -hmm. again. Okay, so that, that got third reading. We don't have to worry about 
um, that. Uh, Erica, there was there were two bills in Senate committee this week yes. that you were following pretty closely. The 40H House Bill 4919 is the elections bill already passed the House, so we're not worried yes. about crossover. It was in a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee. Tell me what they did, if they took any action on that. They did not. And okay. just to remind everyone, House Bill 4919 passed the House, as Casey said, with bipartisan support. And that bill creates a two-week early voting period. And so what that does for local government, specifically counties, it requires them to establish a certain number of early voting locations. It also, Casey and Joni, limits a candidate's ability to run in more than one race okay. at mm-hmm. a time. Yeah. So that's also in the bill. Good. So Senate Judiciary Sub took testimony on the bill Tuesday. Okay. And we ran out of time going back. We talk, opened up the podcast talking about Don Staley. Right. <laughs> so the, the subcommittee met at 11 on Tuesday and Senate was coming in at 1230. And so there were a good bit of people signed up to speak. Mm-hmm. So they took testimony, ran out of time. We actually saw <laughs> one of the committee members got up and say, y'all can stay here all day, all day long. I'm going <laughs> to go see Don Staley. Right. <laughs> and so uh, the, the plan, I'm right, I, I kind of was like, me too, I'm going uh, yeah, with you. Exactly. But uh, so they didn't take any action. And as a result of that, uh, we'll likely reconvene Tuesday, this coming okay, Tuesday, uh, to move forward with 4919. It sounds mm-hmm. like... Um, I didn't hear anything for us to be concerned about. So I do think that we're going to move forward with that. Sub. Okay, cool. So that's on, that'll be Tuesday. They'll meet in, um, in subcommittee and take that up. So another, so a Senate finance sub yeah. met this week too on ARP, which is kind of the first time that we've heard a little bit about ARP, I, right? I missed it's it. Been a a minute. Minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. I really didn't. But um, <laughs> so uh, Senate finance sub, took up the House proposal for the state's ARP dollars. Now, remember, the Senate's proposal and the House's proposal are pretty much the same. So I kind of was looking forward to some kind of resolution there. Right. Didn't quite happen. The Senate kind of, well, didn't kind of, they completely amended the House's bill to match verbatim the Senate's version of the bill. Okay. Um, I do understand in talking to staff uh, that this bill will likely go to conference. Right. And so the talking points there, the two things that they need to iron out has to deal with $100 million. So the House version had that $100 million going to the Office of Resilience. Okay. The Senate version, and now 4408 has been amended to this, the Senate version has that $100 million going to commerce for any kind of water or sewer projects for economic development purposes. Okay. Also key to this is that uh, rural and infrastructure authority, those infrastructure grants that we talked about. Right. The House plan makes that infrastructure pot, that $800 million, open to all water systems. Right. The Senate plan divvies it up with 60% going to large systems, 40% going to small systems. Mm-hmm. And the conversation that took place in sub was without that that dividing, so to speak, their fear is that small water systems won't get any money. Okay. That the, the large water systems will come in and take up all the money. Mm-hmm. So they wanted big, to- Big alloc- water. If big Scott water, were here, he'd yeah. call it big, big water. water. Right. So they wanted to allocate or make sure that there was a special pot designated specifically mm-hmm. for small water. Mm-hmm. And so in conference, those are the two items that they need to um, hammer out. Now, what the Senate did do, they uh, amended the bill to its version, but 
they took the $8 million that the house allocated to Guidehouse or for mm-hmm. grant management services and added that to its bill. So, so we're we're a hundred million off. We're a hundred million off, and but then we that even have that in there. It's right. there. It's just who gets it, right? Who gets it? 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 It's, yeah. who How gets do you divvy it? it up? How do you divvy How it up? How do you divvy it up? I don't know if it's going to go down to fifty per or uh-huh. what. So we'll see. Um, we were talking to Senate staff afterwards, and he just kind of winked and said, "Just trust us." So it's like, right. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Like that's a lot of money like, to trust you with. I know. Like we're the government. We're here to help. So, <laughs> what? so this is where we are. So see y'all in conference. Right. I think. So that bill. So next, let's talk about next week just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talk about full Senate finance, mm-hmm. they will start meeting on Tuesday mm-hmm. to debate the Senate finance version of the budget. Yeah. Um, so Senate finance subcommittees have been meeting and they're going to take the House version and kind of do whatever they want to do with it and put their stamp on it. And they're going to debate that on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday of next week, hopefully. Um, Senator Shane Massey, the majority leader in the Senate, said that the Senate would go into perfunctory session on Thursday, which means they wouldn't meet. They would meet under one Rule 1B, which is a perfunctory session, if the Senate Finance Committee was were able to finish. We're going to need the Senate Finance Committee to finish. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're working, they're working on the budget, which means this um, House ARP yes. bill amended by the sub could be on that full committee agenda. Yes. And yes. they could get that working so it could be closer to going to conference um and and having that kind of settled um Joni in the house two things went on in the house that let's talk about real quick the um South Carolina Compassionate Care Act yeah or Senate Bill 150 passed the Senate that is the medical cannabis bill that was heard twice this week by the House 3M committee right yeah so they did something that I've never seen done in a committee before. They invoked cloture today in Which, full committee. Joni, tell our listeners um, what that what is cloture. So cloture under the House rules, when um, a member invokes cloture, you have three minutes per amendment for or against each amendment. So total six minutes per mm-hmm. for each amendment. And then the proponents have one hour and opponents have one hour and then that's it that and each person speaking can speak for 10 minutes yes right up to that uh, hour that's exactly right and the 3m committee invoked cloture on the bill on the bill but so, Joni, tell everyone what they did to ensure three a, minutes so there was a timer i'm talking about old school grandma's got <laughs> a, a timer, timer sitting yes. on waiting for the cake debate kind of timer I mean, we could hear a ticket. Y'all, I thought we all had it on our uh-huh. computer. We were all listening because we, we've been following this bill because of the, you know, local zoning um, portion of it. And I kept, I mean, I kept thinking I was crazy, y'all, because I would yeah. hear this do-do-do-do. And I'm like, is that, and I would look around like, is that my phone? No. Like, mm-hmm. is that Erica's phone? Is that Jenny? Like, what? whose phone is this? What is going on? And then I realized it's when you were like, um, Casey, is that a timer? And Jenny was like, the timer's on. The timer's <laughs> on. So... I used to be a former staffer for the House, and I have used the timer several times during committee meetings when we had, you know, 50 people signed up, and you limit them to three minutes. But again, I've never seen cloture and vote in a committee level. So they did that. Today's Thursday. So they did that this afternoon. Mm -hmm. They met upon adjournment of the House, and right before we came to record the podcast, they adopted the bill. They adopted the bill. So they gave it a favorable report, moving it out to the floor of the House next week. It doesn't qualify under 
um, crossover because it was a Senate bill that had already been passed. Yeah. Absolutely. And so mm-hmm. what you'll see, not next week because the House is on furlough, right. the week after it will be placed on the calendar and they can, you know, rule 24 at um, 24 hours. And so it could possibly be heard next Wednesday. Like on or the, 20th the or Wednesday 21st when they get yeah. 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 And, and we all know it's going to get moved to the contested calendar. Right. Um, so... I don't know when it will be her, but it will probably be moved to the contested But this is calendar. definitely a bipartisan issue, y'all. Oh, I mean, absolutely. If you notice, yeah. it's definitely not yeah. just Democrats or just Republicans. It's yeah. it's a bipartisan um, issue. So that'll be a, an interesting House debate to and have. It, it seems like we're one step closer to having medical marijuana in South Carolina. Well, and again, you know, Senator Davis has said it several times. This is the most restrictive version of medical marijuana mm-hmm. that any of the states that have medical marijuana in their states have. Right. So even though this would be a new thing for South Carolina, it is one of the most restrictive versions of it throughout the states. Joni, you also testified in a subcommittee, in a House Judiciary sub, this week on the opioid settlement legislation. Absolutely. So um, let me give you all a little history. The opioid settlement was a national settlement. Uh, it was around $26 billion. South Carolina's portion of that is $368 million. Okay. Um, we had 100% participation, which means um, we had 43 municipalities who were eligible. So to be eligible, you had to have a population of 10,000 or more. And we had 100% participation from the counties um, sign on to this to this settlement. And what this piece of legislation does, House Bill 5182, is it creates a a board, so to speak. It is not a state agency. It is a, a board. Um, and this legislation does the, the layout of what the board looks like. And right now, the Municipal Association is allowed to present the governor with a list, and we, we get one one person. Um, now, what we did today is we testified and said, hey, you know, not all of our municipalities were eligible mm-hmm. to participate in this lawsuit. And the legislation also bars any other municipalities from having their own separate um, lawsuit against these three major distributors of opioids. Um, and again, we supported that. But with that being said, we need more representation on mm-hmm. the board. So what we did today is we asked for that. Right now, the board is, has a makeup of nine members. We asked that it be moved to 11 because we don't want to take away someone else's spot. We right. don't want to take away from the county. We just want to add to it. We just want to add to it. And 11 is a good number still. You know, an odd number, and that would allow us two more seats at the table. The committee was very, very um, amenable, amenable yeah. yeah, to that. And so, you, you know, even we even had a member say, can I go ahead and amend that right now? Mm-hmm. But what they did in committee today is they did a strikeout insert amendment, and they took 5182 and took it back to the Senate version, which is 1203. And the Senate, Senate version is very similar to what the House did. The board makeup is a little different. Um, instead of nine members, I think they had five. And so our amendment, we would be asking for seven members on that, which would, again, give us the three-person members on the board. And I will say that this bill obviously did not make crossover. Neither did the Senate bill. But this one, we have um, a lot of gust to get this one through with yes. a two-thirds vote because the AG testified today or the AG's office testified today that there's money on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we have $12 million sitting in an escrow account, and we can't divvy that out to our cities and municipalities and our counties until this board is created. And also, we we aren't eligible for the, the incentive money. So if we pass legislation that bars those other municipalities, mm-hmm. then we get incentive, I think they said about 5%. Mm-hmm. That's real money when you're talking about how large the settlement is. Right. So there is, 
There's a real push to get There's this done. There's a real big push done. to yeah. get this one done. Um, and again, I think that's why Chairman Newton wanted to go ahead and adopt the Senate language so that when the Senate takes it up, they can see that we're on the floor. And actually, there was talk that they were just going to bring this one to the floor when oh, they get nice. back. So okay. we'll we'll see. Which is, Joni, if, um, let's talk just procedure real quick. If they were to do that, if the bill's in committee, that's a unanimous consent request. That's correct. Recalling a bill from committee. So that just takes one person to, to object. Yep. Um, but recalling a bill by unanimous consent, there's a portion of time in on the calendar for you to do that that's in correct. the house. And it just takes one person. So if one person objected to it, then it stays in committee. Yeah. And you know, what usually happens in situations like that, they'll try to do it several times. So say that one person right. objects, they'll go to representative so-and-so. Right. And say, and say, hey. hey, you know, this is what this really does. You may not want to object to this. Mm-hmm. If by doing so, you're costing the state this amount and of money. And then, you know, sometimes, Joni, those objections, uh, it doesn't matter what the bill does. Yeah. It's just who asked for the unanimous consent request. Absolutely. Whether maybe if any Republican asks, there's always going to be a Democrat that says no. Or if any Democrat asks, there's always going to re- be a Republican that says no. Yeah. And that's when you just have to have a conversation and yes. say, you know, this is what this really does. Right. And this let's is, move past Let's this. move past this situation here. Um, Y'all, we've got five weeks left. Is that it? Before Sunny die. Wow. Next week, um, you mentioned earlier, the house is on a furlough or their yeah. spring break. Uh, they like to take the week before Easter off. I um, do too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, the Senate is still in session. Yeah. Senate finance will be meeting um, and then possibly taking that Thursday. Yeah. But that week next week is included in the five. So after next week, it's four more weeks, wow. y'all. Yeah. Left in the 2022 legislative session, the end of a two year session. That's 12 days, Casey. That is 12 legislative days. You're 12 exactly right. legislative but days. I feel like it went by so quickly. Do I was going to ask, I was going to ask For you. Me. So you started in 2020. Yes. And you, the, that 2020 session was weird. I started in the middle of it. Right. So 2021 was my first legislative session. Right. And that was kind of, you know, that wasn't like a real session it yet. I don't feel like. This one was a blur. Yeah. To me. Do you feel like it just flew by? I, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, it's it's getting, I went from the first session to, who are you? To, hey, Erica, how's it going? I'm like, yeah. here we go. I'm, I'm making it. I'm making it here. That's right. But yeah, it's just, that's why I asked you really only these mm-hmm. five weeks. It mm-hmm. just seems like for me, it went by rather quickly. Not saying that I'm not ready for those five weeks to come on by. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just saying it, it went Jenny, by Jenny, do you feel like it's been quick or do you feel like it's kind of... I do. You know, if you'd asked me that in January when I had, or February when I had COVID, I'm like, you know, I don't think it's gone quick enough. Right. Um, <laughs> but now you're right. I do. We're, I mean, we're already past crossover. Today was it. I know. Which it, is kind of hard. It's just kind of hard to believe that we're really almost is. to the end. There's been a lot of stuff that has gotten done. We've seen more bills on the special order calendar in the Senate than yes. I think I ever have. They've done like one every right. other week or one a week. Well, and the House has used special order yes. more this year. Actually, I think this may have been the first year that I've ever seen them use special order. It has been, I, I have, it has been a very long time since I've seen the Rules Committee introduce resolutions to put bills on special yeah. order. Um, so that was definitely something new. Um and they've opened up the balconies, so yes. they're welcoming more people. It's a lot easier for y'all when you go over there to monitor. Um, you got a great picture of our new senator from Florence, Mike did. Rickenbaugh, who was being sworn in. Erica was in the gallery and sent us a picture mm-hmm. of him um, at the well, which was really cool. 
So now we have a full complement of senators. Yeah. Um, we still have special elections out for the um, the couple of House members that resigned before session started, but we have our full 46 senators. Um, and the first time that there's been a freshman senator from Florence mm-hmm. in quite some time. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the, the year, it's just going to be wrapping some business up, um, trying to get some bills through there at the last minute. We have to be, um, for everybody out there, we go into serious lockdown mode around here and watching unanimous consent requests and amendments. Um, We want to make sure that nobody tries to put on some kind of crazy business license amendment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people get desperate here at the very end and they want to try to put their bill onto another bill and get it through. And so we have to, we have to be very, very vigilant and, um, just know that we are definitely doing that. Well, didn't the House adopt a new rule? So the Senate has Rule 24, or Jermaine, their Jermaine's mm-hmm. rule. So You're, the House just adopted yes. a new rule yep. that counters that. So, or does the exact same for mm-hmm. the for the House? Mm-hmm. So they can kind of combat what the Senate's doing to them, right? And again, right. this has just been an interesting year. A lot of rule changes, and you know, it has it's been fun. it has been interesting. And y'all, even next year, we'll we'll keep the same Senate for another two years, but. Yeah. House is going to be different. I mean, yeah. different. House is yeah. going to be very different. Yeah. It's going to be a new committees. Speaker, committees new are going to be different. Le- I mean, all new leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be that's going to be pretty pretty interesting. And just know that our legislative team, um, once the new House members are elected, we do not wait until they meet for their reorganizational session. As soon as their elections are certified, we are scheduling meetings, calling the new people. Um, you know, kind of reacquainting ourselves with current house members or the ones that are um, reelected and we are, you know, gearing up. We are looking forward to having our regional advocacy meetings in person this year. Super excited for y'all to go. Um, Really excited for y'all to, to travel and meet people and eat all the food y'all. I'm telling you, I, I gained weight. Okay. I'll, I'll admit it to everyone. I'm excited about this. I am going to put down my WW app for the summer. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just for the regional advocacy <laughs> meetings, but I'm excited. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we've got some good things planned to gear up for the 2023, 2024 session, which is wild. That's crazy. Um, anything else that we need to talk about y'all? I'm trying to think about no, stuff. I mean, we talked about next week. The um, Senate's going to be focusing on money. For yep. the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they're that- not going to be in, on the floor very long. They're not going to be in session very long at all. It's all going to be Senate finance. Yeah, and then, you know, the House, when they get back, they've got, don't they have a bill on special order right now? Mm, I don't know. The CRT? No, that's just in, mm-hmm. um, no. that's just on the contested it's calendar. It's just on the contested calendar. Yeah. I don't know. They've so- still got some big issues to deal with um, in the last several weeks. It usually slows down a little bit, especially at the end of the two-year session, because... Mm-hmm. I mean, what what they gonna do? Including mm-hmm. law enforcement reform, people. Right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's we're working that one. We're working it, but we we do think we're gonna get a, a committee meeting Tuesday. Is what I'm hearing. Oh, good. A full They're, full Senate a judiciary. full to get that onto the floor. There was some strategy around that to uh, get that going while some members may be absent. You know, who were in op- or holding it hostage a little bit. Well, so and you know what? We'll, we'll see what happens. Do. After um, this session wraps up, Erica and Casey, we have to do the freshman orientation. Remember how we? Oh yeah, I forgot about freshman, that. I mean, it didn't has, we? Mm-hmm. Did we do that in, in 2020? We did it at the beginning of this. The of two 21, year session. y'all. Was we did it. Like, well, well, we did it in the fall of 2020, 
for the 21 session. Yeah, yeah I remember that. We're going to do that again. And we did it Zoom. Y'all, this year we can do it in person. We did it in, we did it Zoom. Mm-hmm. And at my first conversation with the new senator from Florence, right. he looked at me, he said, well, I'm new, so we're going to have to help each other out. So I think that might be our first registrant. You've, you've, already, talk, you've already talked to him. Oh, we're buddies. Oh. Just kidding. We met once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, I always close the podcast, y'all, with some advice. So I need your advice um, as powerful, influential women in South Carolina politics in the legislature. Give me one piece of advice for girls that are maybe in college about to graduate that say, I just really want to get involved in politics or I want to do something at the state house. What would you say to them with y'all's experience in Erica and business and in politics and all the things that you do and Joni after being on as a staffer and in the lobby what what is a piece of advice and you we can have a talk, discussion yeah. about this but what is a piece of advice that you would give young women that are looking to get into this career I would say yes you can and yes you will mm-hmm. just have confidence in yourself if you have confidence in yourself then everyone else will have confidence in what you're telling them and mm-hmm. what you're doing so just mm-hmm. yes you can and yes you will mm-hmm. amen I wanted to give like a church well mm-hmm. to that that's right <laughs> but um, I am going to say jump in and do what scares you. Because by doing that, you realize, oh, I got this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. But you never know if you don't try. I think everything that I'm doing right now is the first time I've ever done it. Mm -hmm. And so jump, take the leap, surround yourself with good people. I I probably would not be as successful without the team that I have, Joni Scott Casey. But take the jump and stop. You know how we get Steve Harvey tells the story like you're on the edge of the pool and you're you're wanting to jump in, but you just stand there terrified. Right. Go ahead and take the jump and you'll be surprised what happens after you do. Y'all, Absolutely. I love this crowd. I love it. And also when determining which kind of cookies to get, just get them all. Just get them all. Just get, just them, get all. them all. That's some great advice. Also, I'm going to tell you to wash your hands, um, eat your vegetables, just like every good mom would tell you. Drink lots of water, get lots of rest. Um Get the vaccine booster if you're eligible. Scott's not here, so I can't joke about how it's eligible for those 50 and older. (laughs) None of us around this table are even close to that. Um, And go ahead and take care of yourself and make time for yourself. And we will be back next week with another edition of City Quick Connect Podcast. Take care of yourselves. Go Gamecocks. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.